If you're talking about rap and beef to me, I'm the wrong person to talk to. Your whole murder, you, your family, your child, it's a newborn, I don't give a fuck. I can never go to hell because I'm a teacher. <laughs> Hey y'all, so for episode 7, I got to talk with psychology major and future family therapist, Kelsey. She wants to talk about communication and how it plays an important role in our mental health and who we are. I really have fun talking about this with such a lighthearted person and can't wait for you guys to hear. So here goes episode seven. So, but <laughs> I'm glad that um, we could talk about this because mm-hmm. it's a key factor. Communication is a key factor in mental health because um, I find that a lot of nervous breakdowns, like, occur because of the lack of being able to communicate about Mm -hmm. traumas and stuff like that definitely i think communicate about your experiences but also communicate about your needs like certain things that you need from people your boundaries and also people being able to tell you their boundaries so you can respect them and just be able to go about life a lot easier when we're all on the same page about what everyone needs to be happy healthy all that (laughs) stuff i agree (laughs) i mean and i'll talk a little bit about it more later maybe but I know I was a person who like expected people to know what I wanted just by Mm -hmm. I don't know knowing me or knowing the way that I act or the things that I give to them but in the same way I was like ignoring what they actually needed as an individual so like that was how I learned communication was important yeah but like how was to give me like a little bit of a better perception of your like opinions and stuff Mm -hmm. how was what was your experience um with communication like growing up in your family so my experience with communication in my family was there was none Mm -hmm. (laughs) we were just one of those families that didn't talk about Mm -hmm. anything we didn't communicate our needs to each other Mm -hmm. we didn't vocalize literally anything like Mm -hmm. we would have casual conversations like hey like what's up but never like how are you doing what can I do for you you know what's going on I noticed you seemed upset what can I do what happened it Mm -hmm. there really wasn't any communication whatsoever to be honest it's like it's sad but it's also not surprising Mm -hmm. if that makes sense you know because like a lot of us especially in our generation i feel like we we notice the lack of communication and like how poor the communication is if there is any because mm-hmm. i know with me growing up like the communication it was it's weird because on my mom's side communication was very apparent okay um whereas my dad's side it was like there were select things that we communicated about mm-hmm. you know so like not really um sadness or yes. shame or anything more Definitely. so like cracking jokes or anger like yeah that was it 100 <laughs> percent. i didn't really relate to that too because my my dad um i actually lost my mom when i was 10 years old to cancer um and oh thank you um but after we lost her we didn't talk about Mm. it we didn't talk about our grief we didn't talk about missing her 
we didn't we never brought her up ever and I feel like that was one of the really big things that was really lacking in communication was just that grief from that loss and it just made me feel like I was crazy for feeling the ways that I felt because everyone else just seemed to be going about their lives like nothing happened but I knew what I was feeling I was feeling like shit but everyone else was just acting like they were fine even though I'm sure they were also feeling like shit they just could not tell me because I didn't know how so it was a very like isolating feeling not communicating with my family on that really big thing but I think a lot of other things that can be really isolating not to be able to speak your feelings yeah. about hell stuff. yeah like i mean not to dwell but like that in itself like losing your mother especially to something like cancer mm-hmm. is traumatic in itself let alone not being able to like share how traumatic that is 100%. so like i mean you're strong and i commend you for like surviving that <laughs> Thank because you. i literally i mean i couldn't imagine it um whereas so i went through a period in life where i was sexually assaulted right um and so for me i didn't i actually didn't want to communicate about it because i knew that there was a lot of um or lack of communication in my family and so i feared like it being swept under the rug and then just being left with that shame of like damn i said something and now i'm not there's not being anything being done and so but it drove me so crazy like mm-hmm. insane i was so uncomfortable that i had to like communicate somehow so like journaled it down and gave it to a teacher oh yeah and that made it to where they had to legally they had to get authorities involved mm-hmm. but i mean i just think um that a lot of people i know a lot of people who too feel like they rather suffer almost mm-hmm. you know than communicate with their families because they feel like either it's nothing's going to happen or it might get worse yeah well first of all i want to say i'm sorry you had to go through oh, that must have no, been so i can't imagine it. that pain yeah. and suffering from that situation but i agree with that i feel like it's a lot of you're afraid to say something because you don't know how other people are going to feel but in my case I just didn't know that I could Mm -hmm. communicate those things because I didn't have the models to show my dad was Mm -hmm. he's a very withdrawn person I mean my grandma she grew up during the holocaust they didn't have time to talk Mm -hmm. about their feelings they were trying to not get blown up like so I can understand why he isn't very good at voicing his feelings and things like that but Mm -hmm. because I lost my mom who was very vocal she was more of like the communicator in the family Mm -hmm. i didn't have that model for like this is how these things go this is how you articulate your feelings and this is how yeah this kind of thing works i just didn't know yeah i mean and i appreciate you for bringing that up because that provides some insight to me um and i'm sure to a lot of people about the fact that the generations before us were just trying to survive literally so communicating about oh self-care and things like in a way it's a privilege to us because Mm -hmm. we are not in as of a rush to survive as they were you know what i'm saying so that's what i think about when you say that especially like holocaust and like thinking about our culture of like slavery and racism it's just Mm -hmm. like you know, yeah, am I really gonna speak up about this or am I trying to like survive as yeah, a I'm human being? Trying not to get blown up by these right, bombs that are exactly. falling on my street. Like, I don't have time to tell you that I'm sad about it. Like, we gotta run to the bomb shelter. And, like, yeah. So, that's what I always think too when mm-hmm. I start to feel 
kind of sadness or mm-hmm. grief of that time of my life not being able to communicate. I just think like what my parents went through, what their parents went through, and mm-hmm. I think everyone's just doing the best that they can, but yeah, I feel like this generation, we're definitely noticing it more and speaking up more about communicating. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So I know you talked about um, the death of your mother being something mm-hmm. that was like kind of swept under the rug because I was going to, that was going to be one of my next questions was what is something that you feel that wasn't talked about as much as it probably should have? I know in my family, period, any emotions that were, didn't have to do with being happy or being I don't know angry yeah like you know anything in between or out of that was like really no you got an attitude or you know what I'm saying it was like that um and then things like incest or like you know sexual abuse definitely all of that shit was like we just don't talk about it or we have a nonchalant attitude about it yeah that's just crazy to think yeah it's just hard it is hard <laughs> i was gonna say like it is it's definitely not easy it's not like oh, okay yeah like sleeping under the rug yeah. and forget about it you don't forget about it it, it stays not, yeah. it manifests in different ways those feelings if you can't really get them out that's what i found. yeah and i think a lot of people fear about um the future dynamic of the relationship mm-hmm. um after something traumatizing is brought right. to the surface definitely you know? yeah like there's a fear that there'd be no like repairing the mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. it's just kind of like something bad happened and that's that's done and done yeah. but i think through communication we can kind of well, it depends on the situation, yeah. of course. You know, some <laughs> things are unforgivable. Right. But I do think that we can find common ground mm-hmm. a lot. And we can understand each other a lot more when we kind of are able to explain, like, the reasons behind our actions. Yeah. And I think it can help break down those barriers and empathize with other people when we start start to speak our emotions. It's easier to be like, oh, okay, I see. Like, you're just a human like me. You know, we're all trying to figure it out. And Literally. I think that's really good about it. I was about to say, did you take a peek at my notes? Because you low-key right <laughs> on topic, okay? <laughs> no, but, um, because I was going to talk about the importance of being transparent with um, our significant other mm-hmm. and, like, friends and stuff like that because it gives them a better chance at understanding us as well as um, appreciating us for who we actually are mm-hmm. and vice versa because... Let's just say I'm like, oh, well, I just am this way. Or even if I don't address that, I'm just like being the way I am. There's really no scale or no um, no real view of like who you are and no understanding of who you are. A lot of times it could be looked at as, oh, you're just stubborn or you're just like this because you want to be your ego. But right. a lot of people have trauma or mm-hmm. ways of doing things because that's just what they were taught and they don't think it's disrespectful. You know, like stuff like that. So, I mean, I find it very important or I find it very beneficial the more that I open up to my boyfriend, like about very intimate things that may have happened to me or Mm -hmm. that I may have done, you know, and the more that I share, I feel like the more he understands me and the less he or the less I feel judged, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. The same thing with my partner, too. Mm -hmm. Um, There were times early in the relationship Mm -hmm. when I didn't understand why he would do the things that he would do or Mm -hmm. feel the certain ways about certain things. And I would just think, like, 
what's wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. why are you freaking out about this thing? Or why does this thing make you feel that way? But the more he's kind of opened up about his like traumas and the way that he grew up and the expectations that he had growing up, it makes a lot of sense, a lot of his behaviors. And I definitely can understand his behaviors a lot more now after hearing about those experiences yeah. and understanding them. So. Can I ask you, have you ever, so y'all might be having a conversation and he might share something like um, about his childhood or something that happened around him. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, like a, your mind is like, whoa, like, cause you, you, you know, you can't explain it every, you know, right in that moment, but you're just, it's just a complete and instant understanding of like a certain characteristic mm-hmm. about them. And you're like, damn, okay. 100%. Okay. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Like, my boyfriend is very, you know, he he plays it on the safe side. Mm -hmm. He's very cautious. He wants to make sure that, you know, everything's good, everything's okay. And I, and he's, like, a little bit older than me, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I'd be like, like, why are you, like, why do you care so much? Like, we're just chilling. Like, we're all just hanging out. Like, what's your deal? But I did come to find that as he grew up, he had a lot of responsibility Mm -hmm. for his brother, Mm -hmm. for... There was a lot of times when he mm-hmm. told me that his parents were saying, like, okay, I know that. Like, he said that he would get hurt a lot because mm-hmm. he's a very hyper child. Yeah. And he would say, like, you know, I'm hurt. Like, I need to go somewhere to get this fixed. And his parents would be like, okay, but you need to think about everyone else here. Mm-hmm. And you need to not be selfish. And mm-hmm. you need to just, like, deal with it. Wow. Is and, he the oldest, do you know? Yeah, out yeah. of his brother. Yeah, he's the oldest. Wow. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I can kind of relate to that because mm-hmm. I'm the oldest as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even stuff like hanging out with friends or, like, shit, working a job or being involved in extracurricular activities, I had to think about, like, who would be home with my little brother and right. sister. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I know we've talked about just briefly a little bit of just, like, the the um, responsibility that comes with that you know and that carrying on to you being the strong friend and the strong worker Mm -hmm. and the strong you know so yeah and I think in his work life too Mm -hmm. he takes on a lot of responsibility he always kind of is the go-to person everywhere he goes like he everyone knows to go to him if they need help because he's going to be able to help them whether it be with like knowledge or being able to do something and Mm -hmm. I think that that's also a way that that kind of manifests just being like the go-to person like having to be the stable one having to be the one that like has their shit together because you're worrying about other people needing you and you needing to be there for other people a lot even when you don't have to (laughs) or it doesn't serve you to do that anymore no. Both, even when you don't have to, and when it doesn't serve you, because I yeah. found myself, or I know Blue, like all the time, he'll be like, "Okay, but th- did they ask? Like, you, mm-hmm. no one asks for you to do I that. Know. You know? <laughs> exactly. You're gonna be all tired and do, 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 you know, like mm-hmm. so. I feel that shit for real, like 100. percent Yeah. Um, but that's the importance of communicating because mm-hmm. you understand, you know, why some of those things occur right. within your relationship because he's communicated about. Mm-hmm. So when he starts to take on all these responsibilities or when mm-hmm. he starts to feel a little anxious when things are kind of getting out of his control, I'm not like, why are you tripping? I'm like, okay, I understand yeah. why you have these anxieties when things are kind of out of your control because you were expected to have things under control right. when you were younger all the time. Right. And it just helps me be able to help him too because Mm -hmm. when I see that he gets really anxious or something like that I can be like you know like 
I, under, I see that you're anxious right now about this, but you know, you don't have to worry about it. Like I'll take care of it or they'll take care of themselves. Yeah. Like I'm better able to help him through those situations because yeah. I know what's causing him to feel that way. Yeah. Instead of just being like confused about it. Like I know why. So I can able to like talk him down. Or being aggravated by it because I've even mm-hmm. seen situations where people are like, what the fuck? Like, sit your ass down. Like, why are you doing yeah. all that? You know, and it's not serving that, that person or the person yeah. whom they're talking to is destructive as fuck. You know, mm-hmm. so like, I really appreciate that within, yeah. you know, your relationship because I feel like it's important to see that, like being patient with that person too, yeah, you know. For sure. Um. So, I mean, let's talk about a little bit about what some forms of unhealthy communication might look like um not just in domestic partnerships but or in family but like business society Mm -hmm. um yeah like what do you think some unhealthy forms of communication are um one that i experienced when i was growing up that i found to be very unhealthy and i just want to say just because this kind of communication doesn't necessarily like work for me mm-hmm. i don't want to completely condemn it because i right. know everyone's family works differently and i don't want to say like your family dynamic is well. right <laughs> i don't know your family <laughs> i don't know how you guys work but for me and my family this is how i felt right. it was a lot of like i guess you could say like poking fun mm-hmm. at each other like mm-hmm. little jabs mm-hmm. and it's all in fun it's like we're family we should be able to like talk shit to each other and like be fun at the end of the day but mm-hmm. for me a lot of those things were about my appearance mm-hmm. about yeah. my identity about things that i found really important and integral to like who i am yeah. so when you're poking fun at them i don't it doesn't feel good it feels bad yeah and i was expected to just be able to like laugh along and be like oh ha 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 whatever but like no like those things hurt me literally and i think it's under the guise of like i think families get very or people relationships in general just get really comfortable with each other when you know each other for a long time and Mm -hmm. you kind of lose that um sensitivity Mm -hmm. to other people and Mm -hmm. like what things might hurt someone and I think that happens a lot in families because you guys are just (laughs) there your whole entire lives so you feel like they should know that it's a joke they should know that you care but you're making these jokes but that doesn't it doesn't unless you're communicating that a lot but even still I didn't like that 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 didn't work for me (laughs) that's crazy that you say that too because I mean I dealt with the same shit especially on my father's side mainly on my father's side but also on my mother's side where um there was a lot of jokes but like you said like negative distasteful jokes where Mm -hmm. a lot of it was about my appearance or my demeanor the way you know oh why you look like that you look stupid or you know like your hair's so motherfucking big you know like (laughs) shit like that Um, subconscious like two-step verification mm. when I'm looking good or feeling myself in a mirror and I'm like wait but my cousins would probably say I look stupid with this shit yeah, on you know or like you know it creates that shit yeah. and when I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about or excited about you know that um oh you don't know what you're talking about or oh whatever smacks lips rolls eyes you know that yeah. shit creates 
that's unhealthy communication rather it's jokingly especially when it's all the time all the time <laughs> literally all the time yeah like, damn you ain't never proud of me you don't ever want to say like oh damn yeah. i see you you know like it's always some bullshit i agree yeah even things just like i'd be sitting outside reading and mm-hmm. you'd be like what are you doing you weirdo yeah i'm like i'm reading like i thought that was a normal (laughs) thing that people did but i guess that's weird for you just things like that and especially with um like my diet and things like that Mm -hmm. being vegan Mm -hmm. that was a really hard thing for them to like understand and it was a lot of like jokes and like misunderstanding and things like that but what they didn't understand was like that was a really big part of my identity it meant a lot to me so to hear these negative remarks about it whether they be like jokes or not Mm -hmm. it's just it's hurtful to my identity who i am and if they have concerns about it then approach it that way because i feel like these jokes and things are kind of like covering up maybe like concerns Mm -hmm. about your loved ones or Mm -hmm. your people around you or maybe not understanding yeah not understanding Mm -hmm. like concerns or questions Mm -hmm. and i would rather them be like hey that's an interesting yeah. thing for you to do like what does that mean yeah. what does that do for you you know all those kinds of things as opposed to just being like what the fuck are you doing right so can you talk to me a little bit like tell us a little bit about that because i know that you told me that you essentially had to come out to your mm-hmm. family as a vegan yes. like and that was trippy in itself to me because <laughs> when i think about like even loving my friends or you know just fucking basic humanity i'm like i don't i can't think of bashing somebody or not even bashing them but not supporting the simple fact that they just wanted to eat plant-based things right you know let alone other things and for you to say like you had to it was like a thing it was a thing so (laughs) when i was maybe 12 years old Mm -hmm. um or maybe like around 10 my stepmother and her family like kind of came into my life Mm -hmm. and my stepbrother is a vegetarian and his wife's a vegetarian and his two daughters are vegetarian so that's kind of how I got to like know about it mm-hmm. and it really resonated with me because I love animals mm-hmm. I always felt kind of like weird at like the zoo because mm-hmm. I like love animals but I'm also eating them so I always yeah. felt weird but I didn't know that I could just not eat them mm-hmm. so when I kind of learned about their you know situation I really wanted to do that I really wanted to be vegetarian because mm-hmm. it just felt right and I remember telling my parents and they were just straight up like no like absolutely not wow they said no to you being vegan well vegetarian okay vegetarian. when i was like 11 12, okay they were like no you're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that and there was no explanation as to like why uh-huh. like why not it was just a no and i was so young i didn't know how to ask why either it was just kind of like well no means no and mm-hmm. that's it so then so that was a no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when I was in high school, maybe like, I think it was probably senior year, I decided that that was something that I really wanted to do that would really make me feel better about myself, like make my soul feel better, make my body feel better, make me feel better about the things that I'm promoting with my money and my consumerism, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I remember being so scared to tell them because they were so adverse to it the first time. And I remember we like went out to dinner and we were sitting and I was sweating because I was so fucking nervous just to tell them. And I think they could tell that I was nervous and I was just like, so I want to be vegetarian. And they were like, 
oh yeah that's fine i thought you were gonna say you were pregnant like that's completely fine and i was just like oh my god like y'all don't even care anymore but i come <laughs> so yeah but i came to find that the reason why they were so um against it in the first place was mm -hmm. because they felt like my brother and his um wife were like brainwashing me essentially not brainwashing i don't want to say that but like influencing me like it wasn't a decision i wanted to make like they thought that it wasn't a decision that i wanted to make because i wanted to make it they thought it was because of them essentially okay and if they would have communicated that to me right up front when i asked or said something then i could have we could have had a conversation about it i could have been like no actually i felt this way for a very long time it's just kind of seeing people do it makes it seem more attainable right so that's just kind of where that like lack of communication led to this like whole situation and well and then now i'm vegan and you know it's been a journey kind of with their acceptance of that but now they're very accepting i mean they okay. always make sure that there's something for me to eat wherever they go and yeah they're just way more they're way better about it and i just feel like we could have been at this point when i yeah. was 10 years Much old earlier, yeah. if they would have been able to have a conversation with me about it instead of just being like no <laughs> right absolutely not <laughs> it could have been like yeah a conversation a conversation definitely um or at least voicing like maybe some of their like you said concerns of like mm -hmm. okay this is why we're saying no mm -hmm. i mean and i talked about that in another episode uh stay in a child's place mm -hmm. um because that really played into the lack of communication. So just saying stuff like that or shouting out no or because I said so, you know, mm -hmm. shit like that without communicating, it, it creates this uh, dissociation and gap between what's real, like what's right and what's wrong, mm -hmm. quote unquote. You know, because people are just like, I know for me, I was like, well, you just saying no because you want to say no. Like, right, yeah. I don't know why you really That's how I no. felt, too. I was like, so you guys are just being assholes. Yeah. Like, you're literally mm -hmm. just saying no just to shit on me. <laughs> yeah, just to shit on me, right. So, that was how I felt. That's <laughs> yeah. what I... And I carried that knowledge mm -hmm. through on a lot of other communications mm -hmm. that I had with my family. Mm -hmm. Anytime they would, you know, say no or whatever, mm -hmm. I would just be like, it's just because you want to shit on me. Yeah. Because there was no other explanation yeah. for it. There was no, like you said, concern, worry, mm -hmm. it, intrigue curiosity yeah. it was just no and yeah. i'm like okay so yeah. i suck right <laughs> that's basically what y'all saying like yeah. okay, huh? mm -hmm. i feel that um yeah for sure and then like so we think about that and how that plays a part in like today's society mm -hmm. so like how we communicate with each other today and how we fucking connect with each other um people that we know and people that we don't know mm -hmm. um i think about that by like the common misconceptions that people have about what they think other people are thinking about them mm -hmm. and the way in which people communicate with each other or interact with each other at work or at school and um shit at a bar you know like definitely i can tell who who actually had someone whether it be a parent or a family member or, or a friend or whatever i could tell someone who i could tell someone who had that uh compassion from somebody that was yeah. like let me listen to you you know because they're confident about what they're saying definitely you know they have eye contact and they're not closed off like you can tell that they were nurtured in that mm -hmm. way in that communication way definitely yeah um i can definitely say in the past two years i've done a lot of growing with my therapist to kind of break that wow. pattern of 
um, communication and also like you said it really does a number on your self esteem and your autonomy and I can definitely say that I was a very closed off person I was that person that you know hid in the corner Mm -hmm. didn't really say much didn't feel like they had the space to say those things Mm -hmm. and um, I think through therapy I've learned kind of to open myself up again to the world and realize that not everyone has these ill wills towards you that you kind of like take in when no one's communicating you just automatically think it's because something bad and you just kind of take that in and I've learned to kind of um open myself up and understand that even if they're not communicating you know there's probably something going on yeah I mean, I appreciate you for, like, opening up and, like, growing because (laughs) meeting you, KK, it has been literally, like, super nurturing and, like, cool and chill because even when I first, like, met you for real, for real, it was just real, like, easygoing, like, chill. I didn't feel like you were being closed off or introverted, but I also didn't feel like you were being extroverted. I literally just felt like you were like, "Mm, shit, I'm here. Like, if you want to talk about something, we can Mm -hmm. talk. But in the meantime... I'm about to do what I gotta do, you yeah. know? Especially at work. Yeah. At work, I'm like, I'm here to talk and stuff, but if you don't want to talk, like, I'm that's cool. Because, that. like, right. I'm also someone that, like, when I work, sometimes I just yeah. get, like, down in the work and I just Same. gotta work. But, you know. Which is important, too, because yeah, that's so. a form of communication. If you got somebody who you can be silent with and just, like, do what y'all gotta do or chill or whatever, like, that's that's a form of communication like on some vibrational type I stuff, agree you know yeah like, I think comfortable silences are really important yeah. with like the people that you're trying to like know and understand I think when you're able to have like a comfortable silence is yeah. when you know like we're cool <laughs> yeah yeah comfortable fucking silence like mm-hmm. you know cause I've also been silent with you know in a room with someone or near someone who I, or even multiple people where I was like okay this is fucking awkward or mm-hmm. do but like I don't be feeling like that even in the mornings like you know I don't be feeling like that I just be feeling like it's just like okay like we all either tired or chilling or meditating you know everybody got their yeah. own shit going on I like that um and I think that comes from understand the understanding that you have of people because yeah. when it's like an awkward silence it's yeah. like what are they thinking yeah. why are they talking is it because I think I'm weird or yeah. that I'm annoying but yeah. when you have that like under when you've had that communication with someone and you have mm-hmm. that understanding it's like okay these silences yeah you're just like you said you're just chilling mm-hmm. you're just working yeah you're tired yeah. or you just don't have anything to say yeah right now. you just don't have nothing to say like because I'm gonna be honest Somebody, I don't trust nobody who always got some shit to say. <laughs> like, you always got some shit to say. Like, you always know exactly, you know, I don't trust that shit. You, I low-key be like, you a motherfucking robot or, you know, like, I just don't like that shit. It's like a, like a, when you think about it, like, social media is like a, a bot. You know, mm-hmm. you put up a post, they immediately like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can I got these on my website. Or click the link in my bio. They always have some shit to say. That's yeah. how I... That's how I feel. My low key, my father is <laughs> like that. Like in a way, which and when every time he talks, it's not like he's trying to sell me something. You know? Mm. Have you ever like talked to somebody where they just like talking fast or they like yeah do 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 like they just saying it like what the fuck you on? You know? <laughs> yeah, I can think of some people where they just like keep going, yeah. keep going, and I'm like I I just don't like this. Isn't even like. This isn't contributing to the mood, to the vibe. Like, I just feel weird. I don't have... I can't relate to what you're saying. I don't have anything to, like, contribute to this conversation. Why are we we doing this? Why are we doing this? (laughs) 
other instance, like you just trying to fill in space. Yeah, for real. Uh, I agree. And you don't always have to. You really don't, man. I, re- I literally, you know, I enjoy those times. I'm like, huh? Do I have anything to say? If I'm asking myself, do I have anything to say? Chances are I need to shut the fuck up for a moment. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. Um, so, what what's some ways right now that you, what's some things that you're doing right now, uh, some healthy habits that contribute to um, a healthy communication, uh, like functioning relationships with a lot of people in your life? Um, I think something that I learned in school, but also with my therapist, is when you are communicating, you should lead with your emotions, mm-hmm. how it makes you feel, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, you do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, when this happens, it makes me feel this way, because yeah. then it kind of takes the pressure off of the other person. It's not like you're attacking them, being like, you're doing this wrong. It's just saying, like, hey, like, it makes me feel this way. What do you have to say about that? Can you explain that action so I can maybe feel a different way about it? Um, Just to understand people's intentions more. And I think that, yeah, just starting off with how you feel Mm -hmm. and how it, your feelings, like I'm concerned, Mm -hmm. I'm scared, I'm Mm -hmm. confused, or I'm happy yeah (laughs) Yeah, literally anything or i'm proud like anything like that i think that those are better ways to start than just like being like you i don't like what you're doing i agree i agree so i mean because i i hear it differently differently and i know a lot of people hear differently too where like even when i'm having conversations with blue like for sure our communication has improved because we've implemented that type of exercise where it's like when I'm talking it's not going to be well you this and you that and you that you know it's going to be well I feel this way or I felt disrespected when you did that or I felt hurt or I felt you know like that's a a better insight too of like what you think I was on you know Mm -hmm. and even even the apology you know we always go with like my intention wasn't, you know, to do these things. So addressing that person's feelings, addressing my intentions, yes. and then going from there. I think that's important because people can say sorry all the time, but if they, if you don't know the intention, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. And I really like what you said about kind of like repeat. I don't know exactly how you worded it, but it was like <laughs> repeating back what mm-hmm. someone says to you like when someone says it made me feel this way mm-hmm. like it made me feel sad and be mm-hmm. like so i understand it made you feel sad mm-hmm. but this is kind of what i was thinking mm-hmm. it's really important to vocalize like your understanding of what someone's saying mm-hmm. because otherwise they might not know that you heard them you want to make sure that like the people well i've i've found that mm-hmm. it's very beneficial when mm-hmm. you make it very vocalized that you heard the other person even if maybe you don't necessarily agree with it or Mm -hmm. you don't or even if your intentions weren't to make them feel that way it's like okay so i i understand it made you sad here's kind of what i was thinking yeah um i think that's really important too because at the end of the day we just want to be heard yeah that's what conversation is all about we just want to be heard and understood and so make it as easy as possible just be straight up like i heard you here's what i heard is that correct okay cool what can we what can we do about that? Because if I say, shut the fuck up, KK, and then you say, that made me feel, you know, disrespected. And then I say, well, my intention wasn't to make you feel disrespected. It's still not really fully addressing how you felt yeah. for real or my intention. You know, you're just like, okay, like. So did you 
well, I hear, I understand that you didn't want to make right. me feel that way, but do you but understand you, that yeah. you still made me feel that exactly. way? Exactly. <laughs> so for me, like a better response for myself, I find would be like, um, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm so sorry I made you feel disrespected. Like, that's crazy. I mm-hmm. wanted you to feel this way or I was trying to do this mm-hmm. and my intentions would never be to do, 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 do. So yeah. I apologize. Like, that would be a full apology, for you sure. know, because so many times we've met you or been uh, talked to somebody or in a heated conversation and they're just, like, totally disregarding, you know, what we feel and just mm-hmm. trying to hurry up and say, you know, they're not, they're not talking and listening mm-hmm. they're listening to respond 100 yeah, percent. Mm-hmm. listening is so important mm-hmm. we converse in communication mm-hmm. you like you said you think communication is just speaking but so much of it is listening mm-hmm. hell yeah i and i i had to learn that too because when i had anxiety really bad mm-hmm. it would be hard for me to follow along in conversations like mm-hmm. i would be so anxious about maybe so a lot of times trying to think about what i was going to say but also just I don't know, like, I, my mind would go so fast that it would be hard for me to comprehend for longer than a couple seconds. So, so if somebody was telling me a story, a lot of times I would only remember, you know, <laughs> one or two things, and I'd be like, oh, damn, that's crazy. Like, you know, that's how you know I'm not listening, and I'd be like, damn, that was crazy. That's how I know. Yeah. I remember that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every time I say that, we'll be like, what did I just say? <laughs> I you know what you just said. I know what you said. Are <laughs> you full of shit? <laughs> so yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. You know, you know. But um, I appreciate you for coming uh-huh. on here and sharing like your growth and experience. Um, because I, I mean, I know you talked a little bit about you going to therapy. You do feel like that helped you with communication a lot. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just because before I even went to therapy, like, I knew that there was something wrong with my family Mm because we weren't understanding each other. Mm -hmm. We had all these ill feelings about each other, and I know that we all love each other, but for some reason that wasn't getting to each other. Like, we weren't able to communicate that, but I didn't know it was because we had problems communicating. Yeah. Just because I had no models for good communication. Yeah. So when I started going to therapy and, like, explaining my situation to my therapist and she was just like, oh, your guys' communication is just, doesn't just sound like it's not so good. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's it's just that? <laughs> like, it's literally just we're not talking to each other? Yeah. Like, we can talk to each other? Mm-hmm. We can voice our needs? And mm-hmm. it just gave me, like, a strength that mm-hmm. I've never had in my life mm-hmm. of like I can say exactly how I feel and if people jive with it mm-hmm. then super cool and if they don't that's also cool but mm-hmm. then I'm gonna take actions yeah maybe that I'm gonna take the actions I need to take to make myself feel good and I just didn't know that I had that power yeah before two years ago wow <laughs> it is it's like a, a superpower like you said mm-hmm. and like a cheat code definitely you know, like a a cheat code, but it's also like a common sense code, if that makes sense. <laughs> it should be, yeah. but for some reason, well, common sense is not so common. Yeah, I mean, I guess for what we were talking about, just yeah. the generations in the past going yeah. through the shit that they went through, yeah. it, it was harder for them. But I agree. yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> where can people find you, like, if they want to know more about you or if they just want to, like, tell um, you thank you for your wonderful wisdom today? Uh, well, I mean, I'm on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember my handle. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit, it's 555. Okay. Five, five. <gasps> Love that. Period. Um, it's 
So my handle on Instagram is underscore kelp with two P's. Um, and you can find me there. I post my art there. Um, me and my partner, my cats, you know, things like that. Um, I'm just kind of in school right now. So that's those are kind of my moves at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to just come over and say what's up. That'd be real sweet. <laughs> yes, I love your page. Oh, I'm following you now. Oh, cool. Love your page. But this has been like, I mean, this is just a little peek into me and Kelsey's conversation because I feel like we always get a little deep. We do. Like, you know, we always get a little carried away. And I like, love it. Minute, you know? I love it. I love it too because it's important. I feel like every time we have or every time I have a conversation, you know, with somebody that involves getting to know a little bit more about their soul. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's like a dance in time, essentially, you know, because we always on the go a lot of times yes. and like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. We got things on our mind. But when we stop and be present and be able to have these conversations with one another, it's mm-hmm. very um, nourishing to our soul or at least to mine, I know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I really appreciate you too for that because like you said, it, it does like kind of ground me mm-hmm. and it makes me feel more normal because yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I go through... I think everyone can relate feeling like they just go through all this shit and they're like, is anyone else like dealing with this shit or am I just crazy? Yeah. So I really enjoy being able to talk to you about those things and it was very humbling for you to ask me to come and talk on your podcast because... I've just done a lot of growing and I feel like being able to speak on these yes. things is like a testament to my yes. healing and my, I mean, I go to school for psychology mm-hmm. too and I aspire to be a therapist, yeah. a family therapist, being able to help families communicate wow. their true feelings to each other. So it just wow. meant a lot for you to ask me because this is just what I want to do and it's what I've been working on <laughs> yeah. and it just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Wow. So I appreciate is, you. Of course. This is like full circle, you know. Well, this has been another breathtaking episode of Fuck Generational Curses. And if you made it to the end, thank you so much for listening. And please don't hesitate to share your feedback. As always, I'm sending you love, light, peace, and prosperity. And I'll see you next time.